to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely. And on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy. And here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And you guys, we have really been going first in Patreon lately. You know I'm going to talk about it because I want you in there. I want you to join us in all of our fun lives that we have been doing. Right now, we are really getting back into talking about our cycles and tracking them and seeing how our lives and the things we are planning correlate with where we are at in our particular monthly cycles. We would love to have you come be a part of that conversation. You can still actually access our Live Well Love Kit that we had put together for this month. Just because Valentine's Day is over doesn't mean you can't have some fun in your marriage. So we've got all of those goods that you can come be a part of. Plus, it's just an amazing community of women. We have so many good things packed in there, and we would love for you to join us. We have a variety of different levels for you to get involved in Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash livewelltogether. We want you to live well together with us. It is so much fun, and we want you to be a part of it and learn and grow right along with us. But for today's episode, I have Shell Bruises back on the show. I am so excited to have her back. It's been a long time since she has been on the show and we are finally picking up where we left off painfully a year ago. You guys, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It has taken us so long to get back into these Enneagram episodes, but we have had many requests for us to get through the rest of the numbers because we had only done numbers one, two, and three before things just fell apart and we didn't do it anymore. So we are back. We are picking up where we left off. In this episode, we are going to be talking about numbers four, five, and six and how to love those numbers well, what those numbers are all about, people who represent those numbers. I think it's a really fun episode and I can't wait for you guys to listen. So without further ado, here are Shell and I talking about the Enneagram. Okay, you guys, I'm back with Shell. Shell, thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to be back. Thanks I for know. Me back. It's been so long. And okay, so what we're doing here is we're picking up the Enneagram shows that we were doing a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so long. I know. It's like, oh, whoops, drop that ball a little bit. We've had <laughs> some people who were not in the one, two, three category who have been asking, like, hey, are you ever going to finish up that series. I would really love to hear your take on my type and that sort of thing. So we decided for the end of February, we would finally come back and get back on the horn with these. And so today Mm -hmm. we are going to cover the numbers four, five, and six. So the last number in the heart triad, and then the first two numbers in the head triad. So I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Yeah. As I was really sitting down and starting to hash out my notes and stuff and thinking about people that I know or stories that I have, or even just like looking at famous people that are these types, Mm -hmm. it gets me more excited. And especially I think as my kids are starting to get older and I'm seeing their types more in them, then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I have more personal experience with each of these types, you know? Yeah, me too. I think we both have two kids. Yeah. In the numbers, right? Upcoming numbers yes. we're talking about. So, yes. So, really fun. it is. 
Okay, so we are going to just dive in here, you guys, with type four. So I think what we did, I was trying to go back and look at our old episodes. Um, I think what we did before is we talked about just like the basics of what kind of makes up this type mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. So their core fear is to have no identity or personal significance. They, they really fear that they aren't special or unique. Mm-hmm. And their core desire is to find themselves and their significance and really be like an individual in the world. Mm-hmm. So this is the type that is all the feels. All the feels all the time. Yes. So <laughs> and many type four is referred to as the individualist, or I like to call them the romantic. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. They have got a playlist for everything. Uh-huh. They really focus on putting emotional needs mm-hmm. first. They're very creative and individualistic. Very and, you know, mm-hmm. they just, they really, I think, things that I've noticed is they really think about how other people feel about things Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not just their own feelings. They're very, you know, empathetic. Yes. And conscientious Mm -hmm. of other people's feelings around them Mm -hmm. for a very short time, about a little over a year ago, I went on a few dates with a four. (laughs) Remember this? Yes. And it was like every date we went on, it was like, so how do you feel about that? Like anytime that I would say anything, was like, how do you feel about that? I was like, and it reminds me, there's this quote in two weeks notice, the movie with Sandra Oh Bullock. yeah. 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 And he's playing chess with his driver and the driver's talking <laughs> about women. And he's like, women, they just, they just make you talk about your feelings until all your breath is sucked out your body. <laughs> <laughs> that was sort of what I felt like dating this guy because it's it was like everything like and I at first it was refreshing like oh he cares about my feelings like that's so funny. <laughs> then like I'm a three I repress my feelings like I don't want to feel them whenever possible and so when it was like why did you pick that for lunch what made you feel like that was the I was like I can't do it I can't I can't have feelings about this I just picked this for lunch like give me a break oh so good yeah so he was very nice but man there were lots of feels (laughs) <laughs> Lots of feels going on. Oh, that's so, so good. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really interesting. Like we, I don't know if we talked about this on last year's show, but I want to point out where the numbers go in stress and in health. Yes. Um, so in growth or in health, a four goes to a one, which I think is mm-hmm. a lot more grounding for them yeah. and helps them to be more organized because fours can be a little more flighty and, mm-hmm. you know, like just experiencing all the feels. And so right. when they right. go to their one, it's a little bit more organized and yes. driven and put together and, you know, just like pulled together, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they go to a two in stress. So Mm -hmm. how do you, how have you seen that play out? Like how they go to a two in stress? Well, I think that they get a little bit clingy. Yes. (laughs) And maybe a little like over-involved. Yeah. Um, Or just like, they just really needy, really, really needy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think being needy and also like all of a sudden, some of that neediness can look like helping other people, like they're finding yeah. their significance and helping other people and being like in that role. 
but yeah. that's that's the strength of a two is being helpful but when it's when you're going to that number in stress you're exhibiting kind of the worst qualities right of that number and so it's yeah. like I am going to help you to a degree that is not healthy right yeah that that's just like it's stepping into someone else's space you know yeah. and not respecting privacy or not respecting their wishes or their boundaries or you know yeah, yeah. I, I that's kind of what I see yeah yeah for oh. sure and mm-hmm. so we each have one of these we yeah, each have a daughter who is a four yep and this has been real, or at least, you know, we think we know the whole thing about don't type your kids, you know, whatever. It's been really helpful yeah. for me. It's so helpful. Yeah. Have that. And I, I don't think, well, for one thing, we're not Enneagram experts. We're just a yeah. couple of friends who love to talk and learn. And, you know, like we love to bounce it off each other. Um, yeah. I think it's a really good, like starting point to, and it's yes. super helpful, but we're not trying to box our kids in. No. I mean, I'm just like, I honestly, it's helpful for me to understand mm-hmm. like how they tick, why they're, you know, especially when it's like, we're dealing with a lot of emotions, right. You know, yeah. um, that's really helpful for me as a mom to know yes. <laughs> for my, for my four. Um, but yeah, I think especially when it's not our own type and mm-hmm. so we don't have the same perspective as they do. It's right. hard to understand why they are doing what they're doing. Uh-huh. And so when I am able to look at it more through this lens and be like, oh, okay. Like as I have more background information on what a four is and why they do what they do and what makes them tick, then mm-hmm. I have more grace for them and what they're yes. doing. It helps me to parent them in a way that is more individualized to what they need where I might not have otherwise known Mm -hmm. how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like that has been really helpful, but yeah, as they get older too, is I feel like as their numbers start to be a little bit more crystallized and, you know, my youngest Mm -hmm. is only six. And so it's really been pretty recently that I've been like, Oh, I think you're (laughs) four. And I'd been toying with that idea for, I don't know, maybe six months. Like "Mm, this really does like, she's very, she's very sensitive. She's easily Mm -hmm. embarrassed. She's always Mm -hmm. thinking about what other people are thinking or feeling Mm -hmm. or how things affect other people's feelings. And we were on the way to school one day and she piped up in the back seat and said, mom, I just really wish I had blonde hair, like really blonde hair. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Like Emmy really wants her hair to match my hair. She wants to have the same color hair as I do. And you would be the only one in our family who was just like super blonde. So what makes you want to have blonde hair? And she said, well, I just think it would make me special. And I really like to feel like I am the only one and I am special. And it was like, she was reading from an Enneagram. Uh-huh. Like, exactly. Yep. Exactly. The words mm-hmm. like, I want to be unique. I want to be the only one. I want to feel like I have that significance and stand out and be an individual. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and she generally is the one who's like, I want, you know, purple. Oh, what are they called? Why did I not my mind is going blank. I can see it in my brain. Um, extensions. That's what it was. 
in her she hair. wanted purple <laughs> extensions and then she decided oh. for Christmas she's like no okay no I want I want rainbow extensions because I want to be able to put in whatever <laughs> color I want to match my it. mood and she's oh. so funny she came in my room the other day I was working and she had put the extensions in herself and she just came in and she said mom I dyed my hair purple and I was like looks great kid you're doing awesome she was yeah. like so you're you're cool that I dyed my hair purple and I'm like I know it's an extension so I was like yep looks good <laughs> <laughs> so happy for you so, yeah yeah fours want to shine they want to know that yeah. they are shy they yeah they want to be complimented right they yes. need that <laughs> and um, words of affirmation are really important yes and they're very focused on beauty like they yes they surrounding really- themselves with beauty Yes. Mm-hmm. Making their space beautiful, finding mm-hmm. the beauty in everything. You know, yep. Ellie, I, if I look at the girl's bedroom, you know, they each kind of have half and she's the one who has colored pictures and drawings and stuck them up on the walls around her bed. Mm-hmm. Like Emerson is much more kept hers, like the way I designed the room, you know, with it being mm-hmm. a certain decor style. Emmy's pretty much yes. stuck with that where Ellie is like, let me make this me, <laughs> you know, <and> like <laughs> Love it. splattered all of herself so all over and like it's creative and, you know, it's so sweet, just so different how I they love it. both are. Yeah. Yeah. That's an adorable contrast. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at it last night when I was putting them to bed. It's like, wow, that is pretty, a pretty stark difference between the mm-hmm. two of you. But then like, I think also both of us to a certain extent can relate to the four because I have a four wing and yep. you go to a four yeah. in health, right? In health. Yeah. yeah. Two's go to four in health. Yep. Yeah. So, so when I see like Lucy. Little, yeah. My Lucy's a four, we think, you know, we're not yeah. going to yeah. box her in fully, but I, um, she is so funny and so cute. And like any time that she, she's, it's like, there's a Disney movie playing in her head at all times, yeah. you know, like, and she, you'll see her outside. It's my favorite, like say it's snowing today and she'll be out outside with an umbrella and but all dressed yeah. up like super fancy and like dancing all by herself, but just like so in this state of total bliss and I do remember yes. as a little girl going there myself like Superman you kind of living in your imagination you know and yeah. it's very beautiful and good and wonderful <laughs> but yeah yes. it's pretty funny <laughs> yes so <laughs> I, that's the perfect descriptor like they're in yep. a Disney movie because they're yep. just like swept away and everything yeah. is beautiful and how can you Romantic. make it more beautiful and uh-huh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, but, but, and I, I think I relate to certain parts of it where, you know, sometimes when you get your Enneagram number and you're like, that exposes the stuff in me that I didn't really want other people to know. know? Right. right, And I feel like some of that with the four, like, oh, it'd be great if my two wing was stronger and I was more about people, but oh no, I'm more about being an individual. Like, isn't that fantastic? (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but I see it like I mean you have one of the most beautiful um Instagram feeds around like you you know it's just so curated and you find the beauty and you're always you know hashtag joy found like you Mm -hmm. 
such a good job when you are in health of pressing into that and finding those mm-hmm. things and creating beauty. And I love to see you when you're in your four. Okay, ladies, so I, this month, am heading into really making some dietary changes to try to just like, you know, get on track and feel good. And it has been really hard to figure out what to have for breakfast because normally I would turn to one of my protein shakes, but even those have sugar in them. And so I haven't known what to do until I realized that Magic Spoon was the answer, you guys. I love this cereal. I love that it tastes amazing, which you wouldn't expect from a healthy cereal. Like it's actually legitimately good. My kids love it. I love it. And I can use it as a delicious way to get my protein in the morning and actually have a good start to my day. And it also is just kind of like fun because it tastes amazing and it tastes sugary, but it's not. So if you aren't familiar with Magic Spoon, it is a cereal brand that has zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net carbs in each serving. It only has 140 calories per serving and it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. All exactly the things that I am looking for as I head into these dietary changes. Plus the fact that my kids can eat the same thing that I am eating just simplifies my life completely. Magic Spoon also just released a brand new variety pack that is now featuring peanut butter. They released peanut butter as a limited edition flavor in 2020 and it sold out three times. So finally, after it had gotten so much love, they just decided to keep it permanent and add it to the best sellers variety pack, which also includes frosted, fruity, and cocoa, which is one of my favorites. My kids love putting together the cocoa and the peanut butter. Hello, it tastes like Reese's. It's amazing. And it tastes exactly like regular cereal from your childhood, but it's just super nutritious. So go to magicspoon.com slash livewell to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code livewell at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash livewell and use the code livewell to save $5 off. And thank you so much to Magic Spoon for not only sponsoring this episode of Live Well Anyway, but saving my mornings. It actually, it reminds me, last year you were looking for houses. Yeah. And you took me to go see a house. And you were in your four. I remember this house. Yes, it was like, (laughs) because it was, it was like a Disney movie house. Yes. (laughs) It was beautiful. And I could tell you were just like, oh, even though it was not like ideal. And which I perceive. I was going to throw out all the practical sides of life, right? And just be like, I want to live in this house because it's so old fashioned and pretty and quaint and yeah, Yeah. lovely. Yes. And then I roll in and I'm like, these are single pane (laughs) windows and you have no yard. And like, I just start like picking the place. Oh, what is your, you know, cost going to be for heating this place? (laughs) You're like you well then David it. rolled in and had the same exact thoughts yes <laughs> that was it, I was crushed momentarily I know, I know. <laughs> no it's fine it's like I have to it was a good thing your friend 
I, I probably would have bought that house. I know. To me. <laughs> I know you would have. And I was like, I get it. It's beautiful. But let's have right. a real discussion about this. But <laughs> yeah. you were just like, you were in your four because I remember you being like, look at the trees on the, like down the street that are <laughs> like, it was that perfect time of year too, where everything was, yeah, it, was, mm -hmm. it, was like, it was just enticing you. It was like, yes, and it was just all the beauty. Uh -huh. Luckily, yep. luckily you avoided a, what could have been a really disastrous situation. But right. It was, exactly. You were so cute because you were just like, in it for the beauty and, and uh -huh. there was part of me that wanted it for you because it was like if anybody could just take it and make it even more beautiful it's you you know but it was like oh I feel like I have to bring the hammer <laughs> like, <laughs> thank goodness yeah. oh I gotta surround myself with people who actually have some practical <laughs> like good ideas about life <laughs> like let me talk to you from an efficiency and planning standpoint <laughs> this is not yes. a good decision yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, and that's why we work well together because we balance yeah. out. You force me to yeah. find beauty and add beauty and do all of that. And, yeah. and then I can, you know, balance out the rest of it. So it's, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. some people I thought were interesting that are a four, we did this on our episode last year. So we wanted to find some like famous people yeah. that you can relate to and think of. Mm -hmm. Now, not all of these would you necessarily want to relate to, but it'll give you kind of an idea. So Angelina Jolie, obviously very individualistic. Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp, yep. another one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Taylor Swift, if anybody is all in their feels, uh -huh. <laughs> definitely Taylor Swift. And then yeah. Kate you're going to see a lot of. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kate Winslet. Yep. Oh, I was going to say, you just see a lot of poets, musicians, yes. artists, and actors as force. Yes. yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's interesting as I was making my notes for this episode to see there are definitely certain professions that tend uh -huh. towards, you know, the different types, which is mm -hmm. really interesting to see kind of play out. So, yeah. Oh, and um, a Bible character that's a four um, oh, is yeah. King David. So oh, I was like, yeah. oh, he wrote the Psalms. He's a poet and a musician. Yeah. And he was definitely in his fields a lot. You can see yeah. that, you know? Yes. Um, so anyway, I loved, I love picking up on that one, but yeah, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. That. Okay. Type five. Type five. Nothing but the facts, ma'am. That's, That's right. Type five is all about. I feel like they just, yeah. they, their core fear is being useless, incapable, helpless, like not having the right answers. And mm -hmm. their core desire is to be capable and competent. And mm -hmm. what I see with a lot of type fives is like this thirst for knowledge. Mm -hmm. You want to know why things work the way that they mm -hmm. work, what is behind them. They're the ones who will, you know, if they watch, you know, a show, they're going to really deep dive into like the history yep. of things. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I do that to a certain extent. I know you do that to a certain extent. A type five is going to go all yeah. there. Like, yeah all the brass tacks, all the details, they, they want to know the information and have the answers. Right. And, 
it's been really interesting because I've listened to a couple of different podcasts over the years who have prominent type fives on the show, which I think is really intriguing because type fives in general tend to be more introverted. They are less people, people, they're more about Mm -hmm. information. And like you were mentioning last night, they very, like they safeguard their energy. Yep. Yeah. How were you saying that last night? Oh, it's so interesting. They actually like take into account how much something is going to drain them in advance. Like they kind of like pre-live that or even decide like, wait, is it worth it? Is it worth spending this energy? Like they're very worried and concerned about conserving their energy and not being too drained, which I think is what is kind of safeguarding them from feeling helpless or incapable or weak, you know, like I think it's sort of a way to be like, okay, this is how I keep myself from having to be any of those things. But, um, and they're also called like, so the numbers always are hard for me because I'm like, ah, there's a number. Give me the word. They're called either the observer or the investigator or two different, Mm -hmm. you know, words for them. But, um, I just, yeah, I am so intrigued by type fives. I, I don't really relate well with them. So like when I learn about them, it's all like, wow, that is like, I'm completely the opposite of that. Like I never take into account what (laughs) it's like the amount of energy something is going to take for me to do, but then I'll end up on the other end. It would be better if I would do a little bit more of that and I'll be, you know, I'll crash into the wall. And so, um, but yeah, I, I just love that. Um, yeah, that we were talking last night and you brought this up that they really, a lot of times need to know the why behind what they're doing Mm -hmm. or, you know, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been really interesting in the Patreon community when I've given recommendations for things or talked about, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is, we have a couple of fives who are like, but why do I need to do, do that? It's like, they can't even, Mm -hmm apply it to their lives or know how to do it until you give them the why. And it was really interesting as I was even making recommendations to people for the beginning of the year with like what books they should be reading to be thinking about habits Mm -hmm. and stuff like my type fives. And I know she's going to be listening to this and she's going (laughs) to crack up, but like they love (laughs) atomic habits. There's not a lot of feels in there because, you know, now we've moved into the head center. They're not about feeling. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good thing to be talking about for sure. They are Mm -hmm. thinking about things. They are working it out in their brains. And so Mm -hmm. atomic habits that is very just like the brass tacks. This is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. why you need to do it. This is why it works. That's like Mm -hmm. gold to them. Whereas if I were going to recommend that same sort of philosophy to a four, I would recommend the book, The Feel Good Effect, (laughs) because it's about the feelings and about, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's a more touchy feely version, I feel like Mm -hmm. of Atomic Habits. So it's that, you know, they just, they want the information. They kind of want the rest of it stripped away. Yeah. And that really helps them though, to be able to move forward in life. Yep. Um, when they are in growth, they go to an eight. So mm-hmm. they actually are more assertive with yep. what they're doing, which I find really interesting. Yeah. But when they are in stress, yeah. they go to a seven. So it's a little bit more haphazard, a little bit less based in reality. <laughs> like, I think it's really interesting. Um, on the podcast that I listen to with Knox and Jamie, Knox is a five and they, right. they know when he's stressed because all of a sudden he's got 5,000 other podcast ideas for them to do. Like, Oh, let's <laughs> about 
guys, let's do a podcast about that. Like, <laughs> just, like pushing into his seven of let's do all the things. And then like <laughs> when he comes back down to reality, it's like, oh, wait a minute. No, never mind. I didn't have like the energy for that or whatever. <sighs> but I think that's a really good example of like they yeah. a little bit more like loosey goosey when they're uh-huh. in the seven, but not in a good way. It's going to end not up in something a good way. Yeah, yeah, drains them over time. Right, right. So yeah, their coping right. mechanism. Right, and at their best, um, this is something I'd written down, but they're visionary pioneers, often ahead of their time and able to see the world in an entirely new way. Um, yes. Because they're inventive and yes. <laughs> they're smart and mm-hmm. they know why. <laughs> they well, take the time to really process stuff, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think that- Internally. The, this is one that especially I thought, oh, the people are so interesting that are yes, because they so mm-hmm. stand out in that way. I mean, you get a lot of philosophers and great thinkers right. in this yep. that are type fives. I mean, you've got like the mm-hmm. Nietzsche and Einstein mm-hmm. and Isaac mm-hmm. Newton and like all these people who like figured mm-hmm. out all these theories about the world and because they are the deep thinkers and they, right. they are determined to figure out why the world works the way that it works. And mm-hmm. so I thought that was really interesting that it lends itself to those philosophers and great thinkers, yeah. you know, all time. But right. some, some of these people, I mean, they really have been like they've taken an ordinary profession and taken it to a place that nobody else has taken it to. Like Annie Leibovitz with photography. She does it in a different way and Mm -hmm. a much more thought out way than I think other people do. And Mm -hmm. Alfred Hitchcock took the the horror movie to a different place. Zuckerberg created this whole idea with Facebook. I mean- Bill Gates. Yep, that was (laughs) the next one I had on there. Yeah. He took all of Microsoft and everything, and and he still is doing a lot of this. Whether I agree with what he's doing or not is a totally different thing, but he's doing it. Um, Diane Sawyer, the way that she would interview people and go about Mm -hmm. it, and it's so interesting to me. I mean, she was a... um, like a beauty queen. Right. When I first think of a five, I think of them as being like analytical and never wanting right. to have anything to do with like as frivolous as being a beauty queen or whatever. But right. like she did like it was all about for obviously she had some sort of reasoning behind that and, and pursuing those things and, and that worked for her. And then she mm-hmm. became one of the, you know, greatest interviewers, like, time. I think that was really interesting how she was able to do that. So a really interesting mix of people in these Mm -hmm. professions where they're really kind of on the cutting edge of what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, it's, they're amazing people. Wow. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't think I have any, like in my immediate circle that I'm Uh close to, but it's more been like that I'm you know, that I listen to on podcasts or, um, well, I guess we have a couple on Patreon and that sort of thing that have given me a different perspective. Like I'm so grateful. I feel like I've been able to at least be in contact with like at least one of each type over the past year or two to really be able to Uh be like, oh, that's how that plays out in real life. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay, you guys, dealing with stress is a daily struggle for all of us. 
probably especially so in the last year. And I have tried a lot of different things to help me manage my daily stress from eating differently to trying to sleep better to taking supplements to doing all sorts of different things for my stress. And while those all help, there's always been kind of this underlying level of stress. And one thing that has worked really well for me so far is New Calm. So the New Calm app accomplishes this by interrupting acute stress at its source and by bringing you into the calming brainwave patterns that are associated with relaxation, greater awareness, intuition, and providing a calming sensation. So you listen to this music and it actually helps your brainwaves to calm down. New Calm is clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, and boost your recovery without drugs and side effects. So I have been using New Calm for about a month now. And I absolutely love it. I do it almost every day. I typically do their 20-minute session. I do a longer session when I'm able to. But by just doing that 20-minute session, it's usually I do it in that time of the day when I really hit my slump, like early afternoon. And it helps me to be able to completely recharge. I'm able to put away all of the things that are stressing me out, come back to kind of neutral ground. And then when I come back up out of it, I feel so much more energized and recharged to be able to get through the rest of my day and be way more productive than I otherwise would have been. I absolutely love New Calm. The New Calm system uses cutting-edge neuroscience and consists of three non-invasive and non-pharmaceutical items, all of which are included in your monthly subscription that costs less than a daily cup of coffee. The whole process is easy to use and to work into your daily routine to achieve better sleep, reduction in stress, and boost recovery. I have experienced all of these legitimately. It is really making such a difference for me. I am so glad that I have it. So now instead of the day owning you, you can own the day. Do what I did, own the day with New Calm, and make 2021 the year you manage your stress better. They have a special link set up, especially for my listeners. So go to livewellnewcalm.com and get 50% off your 30-day subscription of New Calm and their money-back guarantee. That's livewellnucalm.com. Livewellnucalm.com. My mom is a five and it's so funny. We were talking about books and atomic habits earlier. She and I, like, we often don't like the same type of book. Like I'm super like an Ann Boss camp, like give me all the beauty in with the truth. Yeah. And she doesn't like how flowery it is. Like, she's like, I just want to cut to the like facts. You know, it's so funny. So often I will like hesitate to recommend certain books because I'm like, my dad would actually like it. My mom would, she would think it was too flowery. That's how she, yeah. which is funny because she loves beauty and she's like an incredible gardener and things like that. But when it comes to like, she just wants the facts first. Yeah. Like that's all she needs. So. Well, and she probably but, knows how, like all the whys to the gardening and how oh, you yeah. do it well. Oh, absolutely. And like oh, all yeah. of that stuff. And she can, she may yes. have like a four wing that she can press into where she. Oh, I think she does for beauty. sure. She has very yeah. much. A, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's where I got my appreciation for beauty as well. Like it was just from her. So, um, but yeah, um, I have a list of that I'd written down about how to love a five. Well, do you want me to go over that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's just kind of short. And this is off of, let's see, um, off of, I found it on Instagram. We'll link the, we can link the, um, source, but, um, I just thought it was so good. So, um, how to love a five. Well, be independent and, and not clingy. Um, speak briefly and straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a lot of alone time to recharge their energy and process their feelings and thoughts. Um, please understand that their needs to recharge 
um, by themselves is not a slight or it doesn't mean that they don't like you. Um, they just, they recharge so they can rejoin and participate again. Um, and then they don't like surprises or intrus intrusions on their privacy um, because there's too many emotions. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, and they don't, they don't tend to gravitate or like it's hard for them to be around needy people um, or be obligated. So um, yeah. it's so hilarious. Yeah. It's literally the opposite of the two. It really is. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Anyhow. Yeah. It's been really good to like, I have really enjoyed my study on the five because I don't think I've done as much research on the fives until, you know, yeah. we we're preparing for this podcast. So um, yeah, I've, it's been super eye-opening for me. Yeah. Really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Just how you, yeah. Just even hearing you say some of those things, it's like, oh, that I can see that playing out in certain ways and really uh -huh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Helpful to know how to love people well. Yes. You, yeah. Especially when yeah. you don't necessarily understand where they're coming yeah, from. Yeah. Especially. Mm -hmm. And I think, yep. especially like as a, a two for you, and even for me as a three, like to understand that just because somebody is isolating themselves, it, it's not a reflection on you. Right. That yeah. can be really hard mm -hmm. to grapple with when you want to like press in and right. they don't. Like, but it's right. not because of you. Right. You can't, if you take it personally, you're going to be hurt Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to cause, um, yeah, problems in your relationship. But yeah. yeah, I thought that was super helpful to know, wait, Hey, we don't have to take this personally. Like they need space. It's really helpful for my, like my relationship with my husband. He's, he's more five like than he is uh -huh. like me for sure. So even though he's a nine, but yeah, I think that we'll one get there. Exhibit some of those same qualities. Yes. As yeah. Well. He's a nine with the one wing. So yeah. I think there's so many similarities and they kind of tie together. I, I think there's yeah. maybe a way that all works and I'm not sure what it is yet, but yeah, we'll get there. Right. As we yeah. keep like digging right. and researching and stuff. So, well, and we all like, we all have our stronger part in all of the triads, you know? So he probably yes. has like a strong five in that triad or yeah. In the yeah. head one. That's interesting. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that, does that wrap up our five discussion? Yeah, I think okay. so. All right. So our, our last one that we are going to talk about today is a type six. Now we both have, I think, numerous type sixes mm -hmm. in our mm -hmm. life and they, so their core fear is being without support and guidance and their core desire is to have security and support. So these yeah. are the people in your life who are really good at playing the game worst case scenario. <laughs> Can like, be. Yeah. They can really go there. And yeah. they are like on the upside, the wonderful side, they are super loyal. The they, loyal, yeah. The six is referred to as the loyalist. And then on the flip side, the skeptic. So yes, <laughs> like they are going to have your back and yep. totally be there for you. But they also mm -hmm. might be a bit of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> right. So they are right. going to have like they see everything that could possibly happen from a scenario, especially the things that could go wrong. And they mm -hmm. always want to be prepared. So this mm -hmm. is generally going to be the woman who has the purse that has everything in it for every mm -hmm. single scenario that you could possibly face. Like yep. they, they have thought through all of the possibilities. Um, yep. So that can be a pretty intense place for them 
to live in, especially if they are mm-hmm. doubting the people around them, because ultimately that's what they want is they want to know that people are as loyal to them as they are to those people. Right. And so in stress, they go to a three, which actually makes them a little bit more aggressive, mm-hmm. a bit more assertive, a little mm-hmm. bit more vocal about the things that they are thinking, which can be Mm -hmm. really hard. And they also, they want people to understand what they're saying without saying it. (laughs) So they want to say like everything around it because they are trying to forecast how you might react to a situation. So a lot of times they don't say the, the actual target thing. They say everything around it, hoping that you're understanding what the target thing is. Uh Um, And I think they do that even more so when they're in stress because they're mm-hmm. trying to make sure they have accounted for every way that you might respond to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then in growth, they go to a nine. So they actually mellow out a little bit. They mm-hmm. don't worry as much about the things right. that are going on. They, mm-hmm. they feel more secure and calm and mm-hmm. like peacemakers. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've got both of those possibilities there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a son who is a six Mm -hmm. and and, so do I, (laughs) and so do you. Yes. And it's just, it's so interesting. I mean, he's always the one where I'm like, okay, girls, you can go play with your friends. And he's like, but make sure you look both ways crossing the street and make sure you do this. This could happen. Like he's, he's always like making sure everybody's safe. Like yep. that is very safety much, first. Yes. He wants to know all of that. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and sometimes like we joke because he knows he's a six. I'll be like, wow, you're, you're really sixing right now. <laughs> <laughs> really coming out here, honey. <laughs> but he'll just usually like snicker and like whatever. <sighs> I remember a few years ago when he was 10, actually, he broke his kneecap. And oh. yeah, it was awful. He had to wear like this leg brace. We called him Forrest Gump for the same <laughs> He like couldn't make his leg bend and like this whole thing. But we shortly after that, there were these two birds that were flying in front of our car, like (laughs) right as we were like, it was, it was just a situation. And one of them, so one of them just like powered through and was going to like get past the car. And the other one turned back because they were worried about the car. Well, the one who powered through, which we equate to my son, Judah, like he just went for it. Like he put the pedal to the metal. He was okay. He got past the windshield. The one who turned back because he was like scared and worried didn't end so well for that bird and we laughed we're like it's judah and roman like the one who freaked out and went back he was that bird (laughs) sometimes you just gotta power through buddy yeah but like they definitely they have that they they tend to be a little bit more the worriers yeah Okay, ladies, as I've mentioned in other ads today, I am really trying to make a difference in how I am eating right now. I'm trying to eliminate some things from my diet and just go about things in a different way. And the number one thing 
that I do to be successful in this area is actually planning everything. If I don't have a plan to work from, I don't know what exactly I am going to eat when, then I fall off the wagon and I mess up every single time. And that is where plan to eat, again, is my savior. Because I was able to go online and find recipes that I would actually like because I tend to be a little picky. So I found the things that I know will actually work for me in my life and the amount of time that I have and fit my dietary restrictions. And then once I get them uploaded into plan to eat, which is super simple because I just copy the URL right into plan to eat and it auto populates the recipe so that it can make my shopping list and it can completely tell me everything that I need. Then I'm able to drag and drop the recipe onto my calendar. This has made it actually possible for me to make these changes. If it weren't for plan to eat, I wouldn't even attempt it. But it's such a sleek system and it helps me to be able to plan everything in an easy way. I can even create menus that I'm able to repeat over the week so I don't have to keep putting the brain work in to making this happen. And then I love when I go to the store or I'm shopping for my groceries online that I'm able to completely see everything that I'm making that week, everything that is on my shopping list. It's it out very clearly for me so there's no more questions and I don't have to think about it and put the energy into it especially in the moment. Plan to Eat is my savior for meal planning. It has been for over five years now and I want you to be able to give it a try too. So go to plantoeat.com lovely and give it a try for 60 days free. It's normally a subscription service. You pay $4.95 a month or $39 a year but with my code plantoeat.com lovely you can fully experience everything that they have to offer for 60 whole days. And if you find me on there at Bold Turquoise, you can even see what I'm planning and we can share recipes. So go to plantoeat.com slash lovely. Give it a try today for 60 days. You're going to love it. And thank you so much to Plan to Eat for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. And I can definitely see like when you read the Enneagram books and the things that uh-huh. like from their childhood that shape them, I definitely, uh-huh. my mom is also a six yeah. and I can see in both her and in Roman, the things that from their childhoods that would yeah. make them be a little bit more like, are people loyal to me? Right. How how safe am I? Right. You know, that's, that's hard, but I I see that in them because I'm, you know, close to them and obviously have certain experiences, but I can see how things as they were growing up have, have affected this number being Mm -hmm. prominent for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing I think though, that we, we had mentioned when we were talking before this they, along with being loyal and they, they can be the life of the party. They're hilarious. They are so they are funny. So funny. And I think yeah. it's partially because they have the ability to be really self-deprecating and mm-hmm. they also, because it's kind of like, because they can see all these worst case scenarios, right. they can be very sarcastic and joke about it and be very mm-hmm. witty Mm-hmm. And like, I think that Roman is incredibly witty. My mom is hilarious and mm-hmm. is always able to walk into a room of people and make friends and be mm-hmm. the person that, you know, everyone kind of like turns to and, and finds yep. as, you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. And 
when we were looking at people who are this type, I was blown away with how mm-hmm. many actors yeah. are type sixes. Lots I, of actors. Yes. And I don't know <laughs> and why. Presidents. Yes. Yes. I'm just, <laughs> this list more than anybody else. Okay. I'm just going to, yeah. this is from the Enneagram yeah. Institute. It's their list. Yep. And I'm just going to start reading off a lot of yep. it. So um, Brahms, Mark Twain, Sigmund mm-hmm. Freud, J. Edgar Hoover, Richard Nixon, Robert F. Kennedy, Malcolm X, George H. W. Bush, mm-hmm. Diana, Princess Diana, mm-hmm. um, Prince Harry, mm-hmm. uh, Tolkien, John Grisham, Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen, U2's Bono, Melissa mm-hmm. Etheridge, Eminem, Oliver Stone, Michael Moore, Spike Lee, Marilyn Monroe, Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. This is where it starts to really get into, I feel like, a lot of Hollywood. So Mm -hmm. Robert Mm -hmm. De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Mark Wahlberg, (laughs) Woody Allen, which I think you can definitely tell if you have ever watched a Woody Allen movie. He is like a type six to the nth degree. (laughs) Um, Diane Keaton, Mel Gibson, Sally Field, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Julia Roberts, Jennifer (laughs) Aniston, Elliot Page, Paul Rudd, Sarah Jessica Parker, Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not even close to being done with this. (laughs) Hugh Laurie, Katie Holmes, David Letterman. I think you could definitely see that on the David Letterman show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But also Jay Leno, like Mm -hmm. both of those Mm -hmm. who were running late night at the time were both sixes. Ellen DeGeneres. So a lot of people who a lot of talk show people. hosts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Andy Rooney, Katie Couric, mm-hmm. yep. Gingrich, um, Rush Limbaugh, Chris Rock, which mm-hmm. just cracked me up. But it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you could see that in his stand-up. Um, Larry David. And then I thought these were interesting because they're characters, but George Costanza from Seinfeld. Uh, right. Think, like <laughs> such a personification of uh-huh. what this is. And then Frodo Baggins from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a list. Like, where the other ones, it was like, okay, I can, like, pull out these few people. That was, like, so many people in Providence, so many actors, so many interviewers. Yeah. And I would assume that that kind of ability to think four steps ahead is Uh what makes them good interviewers because they're looking for like well what is going to cause the next thing or what caused this that I I can see them being really good Mm -hmm. at that yeah me too and maybe that ability to kind of um to look at things from all those perspectives of what Uh could happen allows them to be better actors yeah so because they're they're always kind of jumping to that next thing of what could happen yeah. And having that, like, you know, as they're growing in health and stuff, just being able to kind of let go of inhibitions too, you yeah. know, and, um, yeah. I, and they have funny. a seven wing. Right. Hey, there's that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in the Bible, it's interesting the types that I found for six, um, was like on the faithful loyal side, they used Ruth as an example. And I was like, who doesn't oh, want a Ruth in their life? Yes. Um, but then on the other side, kind of the more anxious, like, doubting they use Peter so yeah. he was definitely faithful but he had he just was afraid as well so um you know at different times so yeah. I thought those were interesting yeah and looking at this here it says they like dutiful sixes suddenly become competitive and arrogant when they go to mm-hmm. their three yeah I read and that yeah mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a thing um yeah. 
but if they like when they're normally when they go to their growth how they're normally fearful and pessimistic kind of you know more negative they become more relaxed and optimistic mm-hmm. when they go to a nine which mm-hmm. I definitely see you know my between my parents and I are a little we're a little triangle and because yeah. it's the only triangle that you find on the Enneagram where they all shift between each other that doesn't really happen with the other types but you know we're three six nine so when we're all in health like I go to my six and my mom goes to her nine and my dad goes to his three and like everybody's operating great and we understand each other but when we go to our like where we're going in shutdown mode like I go to my nine so I really really shut down my dad starts starts thinking of all the worst case scenarios and my mom gets a little (laughs) it's like oh man this is a recipe for disaster and especially I think because like I get really annoyed not with all other threes but like when I can see like oh you are a three and so I understand why you are doing what you were doing and it totally annoys me like mm-hmm. funny example, I started watching Men in Kilts last night, which is oh. Sam Hewen and Graham McTavish from okay. Outlander and they're touring through Scotland. And sometimes because Sam Hewen is supposed to be a three and there's sometimes when he is acting on the show where they're not supposed to be acting. They're supposed to, it's supposed to be like reality TV, but like <laughs> I see him doing what he's doing and I'm like, oh, I know why you're doing what you're doing. Like I see through you and it drives me insane. I think that's normal for everyone kind of seeing in their type. I think you tend to see like the uglier sides because I don't think it's just you. I think I see that too in my, uh, my number, but that's so funny. But then when my mom or my son goes to their three in stress I have that same like visceral yep. response like oh yep. I see why you're doing what you're doing because I recognize yeah. it in myself and that's yep. totally obnoxious knock it off <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then it's been really helpful for me too like with my parents to be able to say to my dad like I'm shutting down and he's like yep I get it <laughs> and it's like yeah <laughs> find me under the covers be back uh-huh. next Thursday yeah. Yep. <laughs> much. Uh, yep. So I've got this list of how to love um, six as well. Oh, um, good. If you want to go over that. Yes. Um, before, I don't, okay. So it says, this is interesting. I, I guess this was helpful for me. It says be direct and straightforward with me. So maybe don't beat around the bush, which is what I would always tend to do as a two. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but, what they tend to do as sixes. Yes. I know. Isn't that interesting? But they prefer if you would be direct. It's so interesting. So um, listen to me carefully and please don't judge me for my anxiety. Yeah. Um, Just like be understanding, you know, of that side. Um, Reassure me that everything will be okay. Show me that you're, that you support me. Um, So um, laugh and make jokes with me, (laughs) which is so important for all of us, but that's when we need those sixes in our lives big time. Um, and acknowledge that I'm loyal, responsible, and supportive. Yes. So I need some words of affirmation too. Yeah. They are incredibly responsible. Like mm-hmm. able, mm-hmm. when I look at how my mom cared for my brother over all of mm-hmm. those years, like so on top of everything and just like making sure he had the best care and looking into all yes. of the options and like yeah. such an amazing, amazing job mm-hmm. that she did of all of that, you know, mm-hmm. and 
I, I definitely see those things, but it's so interesting that they want to be spoken to directly mm-hmm. because it's really, like, I remember she was trading in her wedding ring. It was like missing a prong and they kept having all these problems with it. And, you know, what she got 40 years ago really wasn't what she wanted to be wearing anymore anyway. And mm-hmm. so I went with my parents to the jeweler and she was looking for something different. And she was thinking about having something designed. And it was so funny when I was standing there with them because I'm thinking like she's going to just tell him what she wants the ring to look like. Instead, she gets the guy in front of her and she starts like telling the story about my grandmother and then like going around like she. Yeah. Finally, I was just like, oh, my gosh, stop. Like, I was like, do you have a piece of paper? Can we just draw what she's looking for? Because pretty much none of what she's saying, like, has anything to do with what this ring needs to look like. Like, you're never going to get to the point if you, like, go around all the yeah, yeah. things that you, because she's thinking, like, well, I have to talk because she was trading in some earrings that my great grandmother had left to her. And Uh that was going to be part of what paid for the new ring or whatever. And Uh so like she was trying to preempt all the responses that he might have or what he might value the earrings at or like everything. She had thought all the possibilities. Yeah. And so that's how she went into it instead of this is what I want my ring to look like. (laughs) Yeah. It was so interesting to see Mm -hmm. like, oh this is how your brain works yeah yeah I love it I love it I love learning more about yeah yeah the different types it's so it's so helpful it's so interesting so so helpful and Mm -hmm. and to see how we can be gracious with one another because Mm -hmm. I definitely think that like especially when I was living with my parents we were butting heads a lot more until we figured out our Enneagram types because yeah oh, what you're doing isn't about me. It's about you and how you see the world and how you approach Mm -hmm. things. And so Mm -hmm. if I can try to see through your eyes for a second here, I can have more grace with you and be less reactive in my response Mm -hmm. because I can understand that it's not about me. Exactly. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't always work, but it's helpful. No, it's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think it helps us to also have like better boundaries with yep. people as we can mm-hmm. see like, oh, this is something that's harder for them. So maybe this is, you know, information that is not best to, right. to certain people in our lives or like, who mm-hmm. can we rely on to be able to help us process certain things or whatever? I mm-hmm. think it's just it's, it's really helpful in that way too. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So good. Okay. Well, I think we made it through our four, five, six. That was so fun. It is fun. Sorry, you guys coughing. Um, we will be talking next week about seven, eight, nine, and then that Mm -hmm. will really wrap up what we're, what we're doing here. Yeah. So we're going, heading into the body or the like instinctive try part of the triad yes uh, we have yeah. one, one more in the head oh we do yeah because seven, oh, seven. seven. right sorry and yep. then eight and nine are the gut yeah, so, triad. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. So fun. It'll be really Can't good. Wait. And we, we both have all these numbers, I think. Yeah. In our lives in some way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be yeah. really fun to go over. Can't all wait. Right. Yeah. Thank you. We're back. You guys, we're getting it done. We're making it yep. happen. So we are going to make be it up good. for last time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will talk to you next week. Okay. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> All right, ladies, I hope this episode has been helpful and fun for you to listen to. Shell and I will be back next week talking about numbers seven, eight, and nine, and finally wrapping up this entire Enneagram series. So be sure you are listening in then. And hey, if you want to like tell your friends about it, maybe you know somebody who is one of these numbers or has one of these numbers in their life. If you wanted to be our marketing team and share the word about the show, we would so, so appreciate it. Tell word of mouth, send it through an email, send it through a text message. There's so many ways to be able to share podcasts these days. And we would really appreciate if you would just help get the word out about Live Well Anyway. Another way that you can help support the show is leave a rating and review in iTunes. That is always helpful. Thank you so much to those of you who have done that already. And then another one last way I want to just mention that you guys can support the show and it's not going to cost you a dime more is to shop through our Amazon link. So if you go to mckenziecoppacom slash Amazon, it will take you straight to Amazon and you can buy whatever you want there. It is not going to cost you any more money, but it gets a little bit of like a commission back to the podcast, which is really helpful for us keeping the lights on around here and helping me to provide for my children. So thank you so much to all of you who shop through that Amazon link. I really appreciate it. And of course, it's also going to take you to all of my curated lists. So if you're ever curious about facial care products or hair care products or any of our gift guides that we have done over the years, you can find them by going to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon. All right, that's it for today's show, ladies. Thank you so much for welcoming me back into your earbuds week after week after week. I appreciate it more than I can ever say. So until next week, go be bold and gracious. <laughs>